This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. Our NFL divisional previews continues here on the Bet Rivers Network YouTube channel. I'm Jimmy Ott along with Mitch Moss of VEASAN. Mitch, how are you? I'm doing well, Jimmy. How are you? Doing fantastic. And Charles Hanegriff of ESPN Radio in Baton Rouge, a colleague of mine for over 30 years. Charlie? Hey, good morning, Jimmy. You're new at this. I know that. So anyway... <laughs> um, uh, the the NFC South, and let's start with uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they are the second choice to win the Super Bowl at plus seven fifty. The first choice to win the NFC at plus three fifty, minus two seventy eight as of now uh, to win the division. Their win total is eleven and a half, juice to the under minus one thirty four. Uh, Mitch, I'll let you start. Um, these offensive line injuries piling up a little bit. Um, do we read too much into, it seems, with the 17-game schedule and that two-week break instead of the traditional one-week break from the end of preseason to the start? Uh, some veterans are not taking training camp or the preseason uh, as as seriously, but John Brady, I mean, John Brady, Tom Brady goes off in just on a little vacation, whatever. Do you see some kinks in the armor here with Tampa Bay? Uh, I definitely do. And I've been betting that way throughout the summertime. Um, I know Bet Rivers right now, when you look at their overall wins market, they have alt wins up on the Buccaneers and uh, with various juice, 10 and a half, 11 and a half, and 12 and a half. Uh, you know, sometimes the writing can be on the wall. And, you know, if you doubt Tom Brady and bet against him, you can lose a fortune because he's been doing it for two decades now. And he had, you know, more than 5,000 yards passing last year, 43 touchdowns, could win the MVP when he was 44 years old. So the guy was still playing great football. But, man, there is just a lot of uh, smoke this year. Could be something, might not be anything, but... When you, you know, look at the retirement, the non-retirement, then all of a sudden in camp recently, 10 days away, then he recently came back. The injuries, forget about the offensive line for a second. Uh, guys at wide receiver who have a lot of question marks. Certainly if they're all healthy, it's one of the best groups in the entire sport. But Godwin coming back from the injury. Julio Jones has been really good in camp. But man, oh man, Julio has been you know, old for a minute now, and he's been banged up for a long time. Evans is certainly good. There's no Gronk at tight end. And then if you look at the problems now on the offensive line, uh, I mean, they have been hit there at that unit every which way but loose. I mean, retirement, injuries, uh, losing players to free agency. 
there is just a lot going against the Buccaneers right now. So I, I played some of their uh, totals under. Uh, I did take smaller bet, uh, insignificant bet, but just in case they would miss the playoffs, I played them at a high price to miss the playoffs because um, I do think the division actually might be better than what people think. Uh, Mitch, it's uh, plus $4 to the no on making the playoffs. What price did you get? It was right around there. I think, in fact, okay. it was uh, re- yeah, it was plus $4, yeah. Okay, so uh, for plus $4 to miss the playoffs is uh, still uh, in advance there. So, um, Mitch, I tell you what, and I've called it the Tampa tax uh, since Brady has come over, and I've gotten burned more than I've uh, paid because I said these lines are inflated. They're inflated, but they continue to uh, cover the spread last year and also uh, the year before. Like Games like Buffalo seem to happen like uh, it's a regularity with these teams covering. Russell Gage for Atlanta dropping the ball in the last play to backdoor against them. It just seems like it always falls their way the last two years. Charlie, do you see some kinks in the armor? Still with Tom Brady, like Mitch said, played at an MVP level last year. He was. And this, this one, a lot of times you'll see veterans – um, that are free agents or contemplating retirement come in late. And it's just a deal where they don't want to go to training camp. But that doesn't sound like Tom Brady at all. Uh, if, if there's one thing we know about, it's his fanatical fitness re- regimen, his training. I mean, even during COVID, he was getting those guys out to a high school football field. Him taking essentially a two-week vacation in the middle of training camp is just a bizarre story to me. And then when you add in, you have a new coaching staff and – that offensive line, those problems are real. Uh, you know, you, you lost starters to free agency and retirement, but then you lost replacements. They lost Aaron Stinney a week uh, this past weekend for the season. They're basically playing with a rookie and an off the field, uh, an off the street free agent in their starting lineup right now. Uh, Bowles was a little bit vague about Tristan Wirfs yesterday. I suspect he'll be back, but that's still a lot of losses. Uh, for them, and, and of course, Gronk. So I'm trying to get my head around the fact that Tom Brady, one of the biggest workers of all time, just decided to take a two-week break in the middle of training camp. And Brady doesn't need training camp. I get that. The rest of that group, though, does. And they come out of the gate at Dallas, at New Orleans, Green Bay, Kansas City. You can you can dig yourself a little hole there and, and have a lot of questions just in the month of September. Uh, Ch- Charlie, uh, 11 and a half. Uh, what do you think about that win total? It seems a little bit high uh, to me, given the, given the turnover. Uh, you know, Mitch's point is, is well made. Bet, bet against Tom Brady at your own risk. I'm, I'm preferring to bet against a suspect offensive line. Uh, a lead running back that came, at least came to camp overweight, and, and we were very familiar with Leonard Fournette's abilities from his time at LSU. Uh, but between those two things, there is a, a turnover in the coaching staff. You know that that's not a death knell or anything, but it's not nothing either. So it seems a touch high to me. Mitch, do you think this was that the, the change in the coaching staff was manipulated uh, by Tom Brady? I do. Yeah, I mean. Especially when you go back and look at the, uh, you know, the reports that came about how he wanted to um, go to Miami, and uh, I feel I firmly believe that report and play with Sean Payton. So, um, and I I think that you know he he might need to be careful what he's wishing for there because I know Arians can be a red ass type of guy, and I mean he loses it on the sidelines every single week the way it seems. But you know uh, he's a good head he's a good head football coach in this league. Todd Bowles 
he might he might actually make it work this time around just because he's got a lot of talent. But I think there there could be a drop off here from Arians to Bowles. Uh, I don't think there's uh, any doubt. So uh, Tampa Bay and and also Mitch because they are the favorite to win the NFC. Have you found uh, any other teams uh, in in the in the South or outside the South maybe creating some value at some other teams to win the NFC? Certainly. I mean, uh, well, I think the NFC is it's the complete opposite of what we have with the AFC. I mean, it's it's difficult. It's a fun exercise to sit down and try to like if you want to just do like a uh, go through the whole prediction process and find the seven teams to make the playoffs in the AFC. It's, diff- it's very difficult. In the NFC, I mean, you can make a case for uh, a ton of teams to sneak in at huge prices to make the playoffs, and there's one in this division that I think, you know, not only to win this division, but to, to make a deep run in the NFC would make some sense. I think the Eagles could make some sense to make a deep run in the NFC like that, just because it is so wide open, in my opinion. Uh, all right, uh, let's move on, and let's talk about the uh, Saints. The Saints, um, about a month month and a half, about about a month, three to four weeks ago, they started to get a little steam. And I got on, I got on the over eight at minus 130 um, a a couple of months ago. And, um, and uh, Mitch, it's at eight and a half right now, pretty much uh, even Steven uh, to make the play, actually get plus money to make the playoffs at plus 118. No making the playoffs is minus 143. Saints 40 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, 18 to 1 to win the NFC, plus 340 to win the division, Mitch. So I have uh, this goes back again. This is we're talking about recent days or weeks, and then going back to the early part of the summer, Jimmy. Uh, I have the Saints almost every which way that you can bet this team. Um, and in fact, right now I'm looking at over nine and a half wins. At Bet Rivers, if you want to look at an out price here at plus 165, I think they can win 10 games this year. And that's a nice plus return right there. Uh, I have bet this team, I bet them over their regular win total, over their alternate win total. I bet them to win the division. I think plus 340 today is still a really solid number. And I have them at a plus price to make the playoffs. When you look overall, do they have some question marks? Of course they do. Uh, I mean, we talk about, you know, Tampa Bay going from Arians to Bulls. Well, this team is going to go from one of the best we've seen, Sean Payton, to Dennis Allen. So there's some questions there for sure. Um, I don't know how good the offensive line is going to be this year, but they're getting a break the way it appears with the Kamara news. And if Winston can stay healthy the entire year, who, that might be a big if, but that's, you can say that about any player, right? He's going to go to th- from throwing to guys like, uh, Marquez Callaway, who I like, who led the league, uh, led that team in receiving yards last year, 698 and six touchdowns. Deontay Harris, Traquan Smith, those type of receivers. And now you go Michael Thomas coming back, the addition of Jarvis Landry and the draft pick of uh, Chris Olave and Kamara, where you can use him on offense. Sign me up. Um, I like this team a lot. Uh, the defense, again, you know, talking to people in the know around this team. They have recently told me it could be one of the best secondaries we've ever seen the Saints have. Um, and overall, again, they need to stay healthy, but I trust the defense. They've been good now for many, many years. They always give Tom Brady fits. So to me, they're, you know, question marks, but a lot to like with this team. Uh, Charlie, after 15 years of Sean Payton, he surprised a lot of us uh, by announcing his retirement, but the whole staff 
pretty much is intact with Dennis Allen, who did coach that uh, interim game against Tampa Bay on uh, Sunday night, uh, that win uh, in Tampa last year. He takes over as head coach. This is about as seamless a transition as you can have. You, you don't have a coach being fired. Of course, you have the one that's retiring. But Pete Carmichael was on Sean Payton's staff for the entire tenure that he was there. He called plays the year that Payton was suspended. He's called plays in other situations. Remember the year that Sean Payton got crashed into on the sideline, had to spend about a month in the press box coaching. Carmichael called plays then. So it's in no way a drastic overhaul of the offense. Now, does Carmichael have Peyton's knack for calling the right thing at the perfect time? I, I can't tell you that, but he's got a lot of experience here. And then Dennis Allen, of course, was a defensive coordinator, and you kept most of that staff intact. So this is not a, a, a big upheaval in the coaching staff. The offseason fell to the Saints really, really nicely. The coaching turnover was the first thing. The draft fell to them, where they got the top player available at the two biggest positions of need, wide receiver and, and offensive tackle. The Camara suspension looks like it's going to be pushed to 2023. They got what I believe is a hometown discount on two veterans in Jarvis Landry and Tyron Matthew. This is a very deep defense. Since, uh, since Jeff Ireland came on, this has been a very good drafting team, so they're very deep. I share Mitch's concern about the offensive line just a little bit. I don't think Trevor Penning will start at left tackle in the opener, but James Hurst is a, a serviceable veteran. So this all comes down to Jameis Winston. And I don't. the Saints don't need Jameis Winston to play at an all-pro level or even a Pro Bowl level to make the playoffs. If Jameis Winston is, say, somewhere between the 10th and 15th best quarterback in football, not only are the Saints going to be a playoff team, they're going to be a playoff team with a chance to make a run. They were 5-2 and two last year when he was a starting quarterback. The injury that he had earlier in training camp, uh, he's come back from. He's been working in practice this week. There's a lot to like about New Orleans. And if Jameis Winston is anywhere near what he was in those seven games last year before he got hurt, I think this is without a doubt a playoff team. My favorite play of all of those futures we were talking about is the plus 340 to win the NFC South because I think you can eliminate half the field before we start. I don't think the Carolina Panthers can win this division. I certainly know the Atlanta Falcons can't win this division. So it comes down to a, a Saints or, or Bucks thing. And plus 340, I think, is a very nice price there. Mitch, 58 is a key number. The Saints set a record last year for the amount of players that started the game 58 uh the the you know, they they had a winning record when Jameis Winston a really good what was the record Charlie I think five and one five and six, two five and two uh when he went down um they they can't they could not have beaten the Lions with the roster that they dressed out against Buffalo Miami and Carolina the first Carolina game because they had so many COVID guys and things like that um so that's one thing I do think, actually, I know, they were pretty, Sean Payton was pretty careful. He did not just let Winston wing it all over the place. It was a lot of safe stuff in his touchdown-interception ratio. Now, that will will they be a little bit more aggressive with Winston, with Thomas Alave and Jarvis Landry? I would think so. Um, but there's a, a, a lot of things that are going on that they, and, and, and still, if it wasn't for Jimmy Garoppolo, may have played his best half of the season last year, the second half in uh, 
and L.A. to get them into the playoffs, the Saints would have been in the playoffs last year, Mitch. Yeah. Uh, I like what you said, too, because I think that you could, if you go back two years, I think when you watched Jameis on the sidelines there, when Breeze was still there, and certainly Peyton, you could see him like trying to take in as much information as possible. And when he was going to sit there and try to learn from those two guys, I just it kind of hit me then, like, I think the transition here from Breeze to Winston is eventually going to be okay, because he's not going to be the same guy that he was in Tampa Bay. I don't think he'll ever come close to being a 30-30 touchdown INT guy ever again. He did dial it back a lot next year. Now, do they let him rip uh, it a little bit more this year? Certainly, what you just said makes a lot of sense. But I think that we're going to see, you know, a, a much more controlled version of James Winston that we saw in Tampa Bay. You know, he, he could do the spectacular in Tampa Bay. I mean, he, he really could. He would have unbelievable moments followed by third-grade INTs. And you're like, what? how is that possible in the same quarter? So I don't, I don't. I think the extremes are going to be eliminated with Winston for the most part. But um, so I think that was pretty good to to be there. Obviously for a full year, not even play football underneath those two guys. Uh, Charlie, one cause for concern though: continuity. Now he's got a, a foot injury. Um, he's missed some time. Jameis Winston, since he's come to New Orleans, he's shown he a, a sense of humility. Uh, he took a lesser deal to be part of a winning a winning organization and learn under uh, Sean Payton and Drew Brees. Um, then he was very emotional uh, when Breeze announced his, uh, his retirement. Um, he, his approach to his rehab has been mature, okay? And that was obviously not always a given with Jameis Winston. But the lack of continuity, work, the work with these receivers, all this new group, uh, it, it's got to be a little bit of a concern coming in. One caveat. A, a little bit, um, but it's not my biggest concern with the Saints. There's a couple of reasons why. Uh, number one, Winston's come back from the injury, and he's done everything. I'm talking about the training camp injury. And from all reports, you really like what you've seen there. The second thing is the Saints have the most experienced backup quarterback in the NFL and Andy Dalton, 148 career starts. I believe that if Jameis Winston were to miss some time, that the Saints would operate pretty well with Andy Dalton. Uh, you know, our backup yeah. quarterback litmus test is if he misses four games, can you go two and two? Yeah, you can go two and two with uh, with Andy Dalton. You can't go two and two with Ian Book. So they bought themselves a nice insurance policy there. The biggest concern to me about the Saints offensively is actually Michael Thomas. They A lot of people are expecting Michael Thomas to come back and be the Michael Thomas of 2000. And 19 when he set a record. And early in camp, there was good reason to believe that. He looked fantastic. But he's been out closing in on a week now with yet another injury. We're talking about a guy who hasn't performed at an elite level in two NFL seasons. And everybody's expecting him to come back and be that guy. I hope he is for the Saints' sake. But I don't know that he's that guy. If, if, he, were, if he hadn't missed a practice, if he had gone out... And, and shown a little bit uh, in, in even one drive of a preseason game, but he didn't, and now he's on the shelf again. If Thomas isn't the one, then everybody's got to move up a notch, and it just weakens you throughout. That's If I'm a Saints fan, that's my biggest concern, is Michael Thomas, a lot more than Jameis Winston, quite frankly. Carolina Panthers, Mitch, uh, their win total is 6.5, plus 400 to make the playoffs you got to lay minus 560 if you think they do not make it. 
Uh, Matt Rule, by a lot of people's account uh, within the know, um, respect this guy. I mean, he was on his way to uh, accept the Giants job, and uh, a stop in Charlotte was more than just a, uh, a formality. I mean, he took the job. They threw so much money at him. But his revolving door at quarterback, they, they bring in Teddy Bridgewater. They, la they launch him. They bring in Darnold. Now they're bringing in Mayfield. Um, they did uh, spend every draft pick a couple of drafts ago on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Mayfield is announced a starter. And, uh, well, I mean, uh, in the million-dollar question is, how many games will uh, Christian McCaffrey play? Well, yeah, that's, I mean, if he plays 14, 15 games, uh, that's going to be, Carolina can make the playoffs, and that can be a game gamble at this point, as you guys know, when running backs uh, who are already injury prone and they have a lot of uh, miles on the odometer, it doesn't exactly get easier for them by the year. So, but I did take the Panthers to make the playoffs as well, a little bit of what we talked about earlier, where we think the NFC can be wide open, uh -huh. uh, grab them. Uh, it's right now, like you said, four to one. I'd still consider four to one on the Panthers to make the playoffs, um, and to go over the win total. Obviously, it's uh, six and a half minus one hundred six. The defense, I think, as uh, these guys are going to be, you know, like that was two thousand and twenty, the pandemic year when they put every single draft pick um, on that side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball. So I think we're going to see more improvement this year. J.C. Horn, who they took a year ago, was banged up, but he showed signs of being really, really good uh, in the secondary. Overall, I think the defense can be solid, uh, and they have weapons on offense. You can't forget about Baker Mayfield, how he did have the Browns on the road against the Chiefs in an absolute dogfight a couple of years ago to get, go to the AFC title game. And if Higgins doesn't fumble that ball out of the end zone before halftime, I, maybe they win that game. And maybe the Browns, who knows, go to the Super Bowl that year, or they're at least playing in the AFC title game. And, and Mayfield was good that year. Last year, you know, so injured. And uh, they did some things on him to purpose. And the Green Bay game was just terrible. I mean, I don't, that's one of the all-time worst coaching jobs I've ever seen where it's Green Bay can't stop the run. The, the Browns are getting nine yards per carry pretty much the entire game. And Stefanski and the crew are like, no, we want Baker to, to beat this team. And he, had, he could have had six INTs in the game. He's clearly hurt. Right. So he does have good receivers in Carolina. Uh, I don't know about, about Matt Rule, though. He, he's the one, to me, that the offensive line's a little weak too, but um, probably bottom third in the league. But I do have questions about Matt Rule for sure. But in a wide open uh, NFC this year, and the, the schedule starts Cleveland at home, small favorites there. They're at the Giants. Saints at home, Arizona at home, San Francisco at home. Uh, they, need to, they need to play well in four of those first five games in Carolina because then obviously it's going to be backloaded on the road. Um, if they get off to a hot start, I think Carolina will become a trendy pick at that point. But um, if not, it could go sideways. But I, I'm, I'm high on Carolina this year too. Charlie, uh, it, it's not like McCaffrey had never been healthy. 17, 18, and 19, he played full seasons. He played 16 games in each of those seasons. But the last two, three in 2020 and last year, seven in 2021. Yeah, 10 out of possible 33 starts the last two years. Um, here's here's something that's it's sort of off the field, but I, I think it plays in. I'm a big believer in this. Jimmy, you know you know how I am about owners. And I think the, the massive turnover at quarterback 
you mentioned all of those guys, and I'd throw in Cam, uh, that, that Matt Mitch mentioned, and I'd throw in Cam Newton. They brought Cam Newton back in to kind of kick the tires and see if he had anything left last year. You have a coach that's under an enormous amount of pressure to produce, uh, and you have an impatient owner. And generally, if things don't go perfect out of the shoot, in what I would call not quite a lame duck year for Matt Rule, but a producer else role this year, it, it it becomes increasingly difficult to do that. They threw a ton of money at Rule. They threw a ton of money at Joe Brady. That didn't work out. They made a big trade for Darnold. That didn't work out. They they brought Newton back. They brought Bridgewater in. All of this speaks to me as an owner that is looming over the head coach saying, I paid you all this money. I expect results. And it's not unusual. We've seen this many, many times in multiple sports where a billionaire comes in and this is his new toy. And he says, I've made success in every business I've ever been in by exerting my control. And they find out what the late Gene Klein found out, you know, 40 years ago, which is you cannot just spend and bully your way to success in professional sports. I don't know that Tepper has learned that yet because he's looming over the coach pretty good. Uh, I'm not as high on this team as, as, uh, as maybe Mitch is because, frankly, I expect McCaffrey to get hurt. I, running backs don't increase in their durability as they get older. I do like his weapon, uh, the, the weapons for the quarterback uh, at receiver. I, I think DJ Moore is a tremendous player, and Robbie Anderson's been underrated for years. Um, but I think that the owner, who has made multiple changes in the coaching staff and multiple changes at quarterback, is going to make a change at head coach at the end of the season unless Carolina really spikes. And generally, when that pressure upgrades, it's really, really tough for a coach to operate. All right. Atlanta, the Falcons uh, at four and a half. Uh, Ryan is gone after 13 years in Atlanta. Mariota looks to be uh, improved in preseason. And I'm going to tell you, Desmond Ritter, he has worked uh, on his his throwing. He looks smoother. Uh, He looks more settled. It's preseason. They're not throwing sophisticated looks at him. I get that. We know he can run, um, but it's his passing that looks so much more fluid. Um, and, uh, and so we'll, we'll see about that. But size, um, size, speed, arm strength, I mean, all that. But he's more settled, and his accuracy looks a little bit better. Pitts is legit. I mean, he's a freak. I mean, you can put him any on the, anywhere on the field. Uh, he is the uh, first wide receiver taken in Drake London. Um, Ridley's gone. Gage is gone. The defense is weak. Um, I'm a little bit leery of the new coach with sort of these marketing slogans that they're trying to uh, do. But uh, the Atlanta Falcons trying to finally start from scratch after no direction at all uh, from their front office. Mitch, four and a half uh, over is minus 134 at Bet Rivers. Now, under sounds almost a little attractive to me. Let me read you the uh, unit rankings for this team, and you can take this for what it's worth, but this should give you an idea of how bad they could be this year. This is from Pro Football Focus when they uh, ranked all 32 teams with their units. um, I think it was on July 20th. Running backs, they gave 29th overall in the league. Receivers, 27th. Offensive line, 28th. 
D-line and linebackers, 32nd, each of them. So D-line, 32nd, mm. linebackers, 32nd. And they rank their secondary 22nd in the entire NFL. Um, they're going to have inflated point spreads the entire year. Uh, betting against this team, you're going to have to lay a lot of points in, in most situations. Maybe one way you could utilize that is just to plan out survivor pools and uh, go against Atlanta when it makes the most sense. Uh, teasing against this team will be very popular as well. Not that it's going to cash every week, obviously. It's not what I'm saying. But uh, there is, and by the way, what you were saying about Ritter is all true. I would like to know a prop on how many games Mariota is going to start this year. And that's based on either play or him getting nicked up. I mean, um, you, if you made it at six and a half, I, I don't know which way I would bet it, to be honest. So, and that might be a good thing for Atlanta because Ritter actually could be better right now. But there is, boy, to me, just not a lot to, uh, a lot to like with this team at all. Charlie, the, the Falcons, and it was a little bit higher uh, earlier. Max, you might be able to send it to me, but it's a four and a half currently at Bet Rivers. Jimmy, this is the worst team in football. Uh, I, I think that this will be the team with the worst record in the NFL this year. Uh, Jacksonville, Houston, sure. But last year, frankly, I was hoping that we'd get a little bit better number, and maybe it was in the summer, yeah. uh, early in the summer, and I missed it, but. Atlanta won seven games last year. In their wins, they won by an average of 4.7 points. The games that they lost, they lost by an average of 18. So last last year, they got outscored by 146 points, 8.5 points a game, and managed to win seven games. That screams lucky. I I mean, that that, that screams lucky. Now, Now, they do have one of the best kickers in the game, in Young Hoku, but they were six and two in games that were decided by a touchdown or less. We know that that stat almost never holds over a two-year period. Mm-hmm. They spent a lot of their offseason trying to attract Deshaun Watson. That didn't work. They are holding an unprecedented amount of dead money on the Matt Ryan contract, and they basically had to give Ryan away. They were asleep at the wheel when a a division opponent in Tampa basically stole Russell Gage, a very productive player from them. And their, you know, maybe their top receiver returning besides Pitts, the wide receiver, Calvin Ridley does a dumb thing and bets fifteen hundred bucks on a on a football game and gets suspended for the year. Uh, I love Kyle Pitts, and maybe there's a little bit of upside to Desmond Ritter. Other than that. There's not a whole lot to like about the Falcons. Everything here, even with the low number, screams under to me. And the reason I'm not putting a whole lot of stock in the Desmond Ritter thing, unless when he does go in midseason, sets the world on fire, is because this team will have the number one or two pick in the draft. And they will have to choose at that point between C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Other than that, there's... Almost nothing that I like about this team. I'll be surprised if they don't have the worst record in football. I wish that total was a little bit higher. Uh, mm. So uh, yeah, one more they, game, uh, right? Well, it's what five and a half. Oh, I love or four half and a half. A game. I'm a nervous. Half, a half a game, uh, even at uh, at five. Um, so uh, Mitch, again uh, to review, you're, you're bullish on the Saints. You've been betting them for uh, you know a big part uh, of the uh, summertime, uh, and you've got an alternate line number. Over nine and a half at plus one sixty five, um, and you like them. Uh, you also like uh, under in Tampa Bay, 
and Carolina playoffs plus 400. The over in Carolina is six and a half. Anything else you want to add uh, to your picks? No, those are the uh, those are the big ones. Also, I mean, based on Tampa Bay's schedule, uh, I can't wait to see how this is going to go because it's so difficult to begin the season. And what happens? I mean, Brady already retired once in the offseason. What if they're 0-4 after that really grueling start? Like, what's what's the narrative coming out of Tampa Bay? He retires. <laughs> you know? I mean, I, I wouldn't be floored. Because yeah. once a quarterback, you know, we've never seen this before. But I can recall watching Peyton Manning in his final year, and I'm like, oh, boy. And I think it was actually maybe the year before his final year. I'm like, he it just he lost it. It did. It was not there for him anymore. He had no arm strength whatsoever, and he was terrible. And they somehow won a Super Bowl because of a great defense. I'm not saying that's going to happen to Brady, but, man, it's just like there's so many things going against him right now. Charlie, uh, the Saints plus 340 to win the division is your pick. Yeah, that's my favorite play uh, in, in this preseason. I would play the Saints over 8.5. I'd play the Bucks under 11.5. I'll play the Falcons under 4.5. I'm going to lay off Carolina. Uh, while I think that there's a disaster looming because I think the coach is hanging by a thread, I'm not certain that Baker Makefield can't catch fire, and he's got some weapons. And let's say McCaffrey does stay healthy. If McCaffrey stays healthy and, and Mayfield clicks, then th- this team can get to the over. If it goes south in a hurry then I think the owner's presence over what's going to be a coaching change dominates today. So it's a layoff spot with me in Carolina. But Atlanta under, Saints over, Bucks under, and my favorite play is the Saints to win the division at plus 340. Mitch Moss from VEASAN, very good. Charlie Hanegraaff, ESPN Radio, Baton Rouge. This is Jimmy Ott, the NFC South. Our NFL previews, our divisional previews, right here in the Sports Betters Paradise, part of the Bet Rivers Network YouTube channel.